Welcome to Brownstein's Nevada Government Relations Legislature 101 podcast series. The Nevada Legislature is as unique as the state itself. It has its own set of rules, guidelines, and protocols. This series is designed to provide our listeners with an introductory guide to the basics of the Nevada legislative process with the hopes of providing a roadmap on how to navigate the nexus of business and public policy in Nevada. In this episode, they discuss the 120-day session. In 1998, Nevada voters approved a constitutional amendment that limits legislative sessions to 120 calendar days. This podcast explores the dynamics of the 120-day session, key deadlines, and how these predetermined limitations shape the process of policymaking and advocacy in our state. Welcome to our Nevada Legislature 101 podcast series. My name is Matt Walker, Policy Analyst with Brownstein Hyatt-Farber-Strike. I'm here today with Alyssa Nave Worth, shareholder of the Nevada Government Affairs Practice. In 1998, voters overwhelmingly approved Question 5, limiting the legislative session in Nevada to 120 calendar days. In many ways, this limitation is the driver of the organizational structure and unique rhythm of the Nevada legislative session. Alyssa, how does the legislature stay on track to be done in 120 days? It's a good question. So the 120-day calendar uh, is divided into a series of, if you think of it as a river, dams that the bills have to pass through in order to become law and to be signed by the governor. And those, that calendar is defined. It's already released. It's available on the legislative website, which is www.leg.mv.state.us. And in many ways, those dams or those deadlines are the steps for how a bill becomes a law. So that includes an introduction by February 11th, for example, in the 2019 legislative session, which is only seven days after the start of the session, legislators' BDR requests have to be submitted. Seven days later, the joint standing rule number 14 BDR requests have to be submitted. You know, again, another 10 days, um, the last round has to be submitted. And then by March 18th of 2019, legislators have to have their bill introductions in. So if a BDR, which is a bill draft resolution, is not that the language of the bill itself is not introduced onto the, the House of Origins floor by March 18th, that bill will not proceed. And then, of course, it's everything after that. So there's a there's going to be a deadline for committee passage of a bill. If a bill doesn't get a vote before April 12th, for example, of next year, then in the first house, it is it dies. And what happens over time is that means that the bills become there are probably around 1,200 bills that will be be BDRs, so original thoughts. But at the end of the day, they're only processing five to 600 bills because they don't make it past these particular deadlines. With any legislative rule, there's usually an exception. So you set out some of those key deadlines for a legislative session for, for a bill to progress in the process. Are there any exceptions to those standardized deadlines? Absolutely. Bills can become exempt for a variety of reasons. They can have a fiscal note and be sent to a finance committee and therefore are exempt in and of itself. Uh, legislators can use uh, standing rules, and it's specific to the various House about their capacity to do this, to um, designate a bill as exempt, which means once a bill becomes exempt, that means none of the deadlines apply. So there is a possibility that a bill that might be introduced, let's say, in the first week of the session, it becomes exempt, and then on the last 
day of the session, it has both its first committee house passage, first floor house passage, second committee passage, and the vote on the floor all in one day. So it would get its hearing, its work session in both houses, and a vote on the floor all in one day. That's the possibility of exempt bills, and it happens every single session. And then the other exemption to the rule is that leadership of both houses and of both parties have a certain number of designated leadership vehicles, which can be introduced at any time and and are in many ways um, without restriction. So now that we have a little bit of a better idea of the structure of the session, let's talk about how that 120-day limitation impacts the flow and the culture uh, of session. How does the 120-day session impact policymaking in Nevada? Well, I mean, the challenge of the 120-day session and, and the deadlines that are imposed means that things have to move quickly. And that means that there, frankly, is not as much time for contemplative policymaking as there would be in another state. So before Nevada passed question five, the session might go far into August because it frankly just took that long to vet the issues. And they had all the time to have those issues. There might be two committee hearings if it was necessary. There might be um, other broader discussions. And that is no longer the case. So there is a definite impact on policy issues for clients, for those that are interested in interacting in the legislative process, either from a defensive standpoint of how you defend against a bill or a proactive standpoint, those that want to pass a bill, the 120-day calendar requires that you invest in a strong interim strategy, um, that you pre-plan on the passage of your bills, that you get your bills in early, that you are diligent in getting the hearing held, that the hearing has to go well because there's not a second bite at the apple because there's no time for a second bite at the apple, that you get your bills work sessions in the first house and that you keep them moving on a clip. That means when you are thinking about a proactive strategy in particular, you know, and you know that there is going to be potential opposition, do everything you can in the interim between the sessions to work with potential partners and potential foes to work out any kinks. Because if the bill has a problem, then it, it then all of a sudden time is not on your side. So vetting of issues, especially controversial issues, given these condensed deadlines, it sounds like is is a going to be a difficult thing to accomplish within that 120-day limitation. Absolutely. And, you know, there's a broader impact, not just for those that are involved in policymaking or care about the legislative process, but it's for those that look and read the bills, right? So all the time at Brownstein, we'll have um, a member of our, our litigation team or a member of our corporate team come and bring a statute to us and say, this statute's really big. It's nuanced. You know, can you pull up the legislative history? And you'll find that the legislative history might be three pages because there's no record about how that bill was actually done in a public setting. And that creates a lot of confusion and uh, indeterminacy. And it's difficult for courts to interpret what was the intent of the legislature because of that process. So unlike some state legislatures that others might be familiar with, Nevada doesn't have a separate fiscal session and policy session. So they're building the budget as they're they're building the policy that, that's going to impact that budget. What happens when they don't make it on time within that 120-day constitutionally imposed limit? So what would happen is the session has to end, right? So it would signy die no matter what on the day that it was supposed to end. And then they would have to go into a, what is called a special session. And actually, until very recently, a special session could only be created at the what is called the call of the governor. So the governor says, legislature, you have to come back and you have to deal with this issue. And in doing that call, that doesn't mean that everything is open for debate. The call is very specific, so it would say you have to resolve the budget. That would mean that the legislature couldn't, in addition, 
because of the call, consider any other bills. And so that's one way. And then recently, a proportion of the legislature, it's a, a large amount, they can call themselves in, but the limitations on the scope of what you can discuss or what you can, what action you can take, it will be limited by the call, whether or not it's the legislature or the governor. And so some states that have special sessions, it's pretty commonplace for them to use special sessions on a regular basis to pretty much extend their time to, to an annual session and, and accomplish whatever work they feel is necessary. Is that a common um, culture in Nevada of, of regular special sessions to extend the work? No, there is a legislative preference to be done on time because it feels like it's delivering the, you know, the call of the people, right? This was something that was passed um, by the people. So they're very reticent and do not want to extend past. And oftentimes special sessions might last two hours. So the special session a few sessions ago, the call came at one o'clock in the morning and they closed down at three o'clock in the morning. So the special session was really an extension of the day, but it's not something that they want to do. They want to be finished on time. So the work of the legislature constitutionally wraps up within that 120-day limitation, but the, the governor is still going to be faced with dozens of bills that have yet to be signed. How, how does that process typically work? So bills that are passed after a certain date late in session can still be vetoed by the governor for an extended period of time, less than a month, but you know, 20 days to have that consideration. If those bills are vetoed by the governor, and the legislature is not in session because they have gone through sine die, that means that they wouldn't have the opportunity to override the veto of the governor. So those bills that get vetoed at the time then carry over to the next session, and the new legislature has an opportunity to override a gubernatorial veto at that time. But if you think about that, that is 18 months later, and with the advent of term limits here in Nevada, it means it's an entirely different set of legislators that are having that conversation. So that situation isn't common, but it's it's the mechanism by which it could occur. Alyssa, thank you for taking the time to introduce us to the 120-day session in Nevada. Of course, if there are any questions sparked by that conversation, you can visit www.bhfs.com, contact our government relations team, and we'd love to assist you with further details. Thank you for listening to the Brownstein High at Farber Shrek podcast series. If you like what you hear, please subscribe and rate us on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast app. Visit bhfs.com for more information.